Did you know that emotional stress can actually have a direct impact on your eyesight? Stay tuned to find out more. Hi everyone, my name is Yvette Rose, founder of Metaphysical Anatomy Technique, which is a powerful trauma release healing technique, which is effortless, gentle, heal with ease and with grace, and also get permanent, long-lasting results. And guys, welcome here to our Psychosomatic Saturday. So here today, we're going to be talking about eye problems. And also, the interesting fact that your eyesight and the quality of your sight can actually be directly influenced by how you feel. Because in generally speaking now, first, eyes can become tired, they can become blurred, and also maybe sometimes sore and dry. And sometimes you might even see spots or headaches when you start to get you know, issues with your eyes. And these complaints are normally very common and it can you know, maybe just self-regulate themselves. They tend to just wear off and they can fix themselves. And common problems with eyes that we, for example, can have would be, say, refractive errors. And these are the most frequent eye problems that we have. Then we also have age-related muscular degeneration problems as well. And of course, this is now age-related. So that's, of course, as, the, as you mature you know, and your muscles start to actually become more and more relaxed. Now, of course, also if there was a tremendous amount of stress in your life, your eyes can actually become more and more rigid with the muscles that's around that as well. Another common problem that we have with eyesight is also called cataracts. And this is now what happens is when there is like a clouding of the eye's lens and is also then leading to blindness. And then we also have diabetic retinopathy. And this is a common compilation of diabetes. Now, Guys, you know by now, and especially for those of you who are familiar with my research, your body is always talking. And the art of stopping to listen to it can now not only just provide the environment for maybe creating a healing or a physical contributions, but also to create a mental environment and emotion as well that can open up a platform for us to explore more options and ways as to maybe look at alternative reasons or challenges behind certain ailments that we have. Question also, have you suffered, for example, from a disease and wondered what its presence could actually possibly signify in your life? Right? Have you actually considered that the emotional causes of a disease could be? Knowledge is power. And also knowing what is affecting us is the first step towards finding a solution because awareness of a problem is a problem half solved. And now here is also, for example, some points that I want to mention here for you with emotional causes of physical pain or diseases as a reference tool now to also understand, for example, the emotional root cause of, say, eye problems. So when you look at now eye problems and we're looking at astigmatism, now we know we're looking at a generalized deep for fear of seeing yourself, really truly meeting your sense of self as you are and for who you are. And then another aspect that we can have, as we already mentioned, is cataracts. And this means it's almost like you can't see the happiness 
that is waiting for you. You cannot take in, it's almost like absorb the happiness that is in your life. Because maybe there is trauma associated with the happiness that you have had in the past. Meaning there was a great moment where you were tremendously happy and then suddenly something really traumatic happened. And you associated that positive feeling with something bad that was going to happen because you perhaps lost control of the situation and now you made that negative association as well. And what's interesting also is when we look at children who have eye problems, normally it's because the child does not necessarily want to really truly see what is going on in the family. Maybe there's a lot of stress and they just don't want to look at the stress, they don't want to take in the stress. But children also has a tremendously big, how can I say, a mirror effect of what is happening with parents. Maybe there's something or a stress between the mother and the father, there's some kind of dynamic there that they don't want to see or acknowledge with each other and the child is feeling influenced by that. Children are like sponges when they grow up. They take in everything emotionally, psychologically and energetically as well. So often when a child is going through certain challenges, I normally would look at what challenges the parent is actually also going through. Now another aspect here to eye problems here as well, just to come back to what I was talking about, because this is a deep topic, right? So when we also have farsightedness, and that could be somewhere relating to, for example, fear of the present, fear of seeing what is right in front of you. Maybe if you did, then it would change perhaps a perceived reality that you thought you were experiencing or having at that time. And sometimes, yes, sometimes in our lives, we are in circumstances where we emotionally cannot afford to see what it is that's right in front of us. And normally when you look at these conditions, I would be looking at when the problem started and what was happening at that time. It's not normally connected to with what is happening in your life right now, but more so actually when the problem started. So of course, if you were born with this, then I would be looking at how did mom feel while she was pregnant with you? And guys, also here, another one is nearsightedness. And of course, this is normally fear of the future, fear of the unknown, which deep down actually translates to fear of losing control. So now we know we're dealing with someone that has tremendous control challenges, meaning needing to be too much in control or fear of losing control, which kind of feeds back into itself once again. And then another one that we have is eye size. And this now means that there's someone that's looking at the world through really angry eyes. What it is that you see in front of you is making you feel really deeply resentful, but you don't have the emotional patience perhaps or clarity to find that middle ground in terms of how to make it compromisable, how to make it work. Instead, you might feel like you're just a passenger in a situation and you feel like you don't have power within that to perhaps do or say or express yourself or, or allow yourself to just be who you need to be. Instead, you maybe feel like you have to become something that someone else wants you to be. And therefore, you don't like the life that you're now finding yourself in. You don't like what you're seeing. And some really other cool um, aspects that I want to mention here also for you guys is like when we look at emotional strain also now. Emotional strain, there's research actually being done on this that this has a tremendously big influence on the refractive errors and vision problems. And Dr. Bates actually did research on this, focusing primarily on mental strain, because he actually believed, right, that vision is 90% mental and only 10% physical. 
physical. And one example now of mental strain, for example, that Dr. Bates now referred to was often lying. So while he was actually examining patients' eyes with, you know, with these equipment, he was able to measure an increase of the refractive error. In other words, an increase in blur. So when he asked them, for example, to tell a lie, and when they told the truth, there was actually really not much change. But right as they started to begin to, to tell a lie again, the refractive error would exaggerate again. And here's what's also really interesting. Subconscious lying, right? And denial maybe about truth. Maybe you're lying to yourself about a situation that you're in. Maybe you're with a partner and you keep telling yourself, I love this person, I love this person, I can make this work. But you can see that the life that you have with this person is not in alignment with you. So when I say lies, it doesn't mean like an outright, blatant, conscious, purposeful lie. This really, truly can also just be a part of you that's really, truly incongruent with your life and with your reality and where it is that you're finding yourself. That there's a part of you that's trying to convince yourself to feel differently other than the true authentic emotions that you're feeling. And of course, there's a lot of other self-sabotaging factors as well, which is negative thoughts. And then, of course, keeping unhealthy lifestyles, relationships, maybe because there's unmet needs or wounds that we're trying to meet through these relationships because we don't know any other way how to do that, which means that your reference point, your barometer for self-worth has grown lower and lower and lower over time. And now your environment is just reinforcing you your, your state of mind in, to, in regards to how you feel about yourself and how you see your life because it's convincing you that you can't have what you want. And then of course there's stress, prolonged screen time. If you're a lot on the computer, a lot on the television, maybe not visiting the doctor on time. And of course, just carelessness about your eyes in general. So guys, remember your eyes are also the window to your soul. And it could also be that there is a tremendous fear of allowing people to see the true authentic self, that beautiful part of you, because there could be a block within yourself where you cannot acknowledge that yourself. And of course, if you can't acknowledge that yourself, how are you going to allow other people to see and take in your greatness? Because your eyes is everything. It gives you a, a beautiful quality of life. It allows you to see. It allows you to take in your environment. It allows you to create in a really beautiful, unique way that you can relate to. So if you are having challenges with your eyes, it's telling you that it is time for you to create a life that is emotionally, physically, and psychologically in alignment with your true self. But what that means is, if you're asking, well, I don't know what that is, perfect. Now you know that you need to perhaps dive a little bit deeper into your sense of self and find your true authentic self. So guys, also remember to stay here with me. Keep asking us these really great questions. Subscribe to my channel here. Hit the notifications bar. Stay up to date with the greatest latest research free events also at evecrose.com and until next time be the light that you are
thank you for watching this video and i'm sure that you learned a lot so guys subscribe to my channel here and also hit the notifications bar and so that you can get notified every time when i upload a new video so guys also remember to share the video and also look out for courses that i have below in the description bar and until next time be the light that you are